0: Welcome to the Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast. Our goal is to equip you with the knowledge and tools you need to make lasting changes in your health. Society has trained us to think that Western medicine is the answer to long-term health, but this approach only treats symptoms and never addresses the root cause. Without a new approach, our community will experience unnecessary sickness and suffering. We teach the functional health model to educate and empower listeners on their journey to a happier, healthier, and stronger life. My name is Paige, and I'm a certified holistic health coach. I'm joined by my co host, Dr. Alex Arguello, doctor of chiropractic and functional health practitioner. Join us as we unpack some of the most pressing health challenges facing our community today. Welcome back to the happy, healthy, strong podcast. Before we jump into our episode today, I just want to say thank you to everyone who attended our client appreciation slash just kind of um, ladies night, yoga night that we had this past week. It was really fun, really successful. And we hope that we gave everyone a nice chance to just get away from the busyness of life and relax. And we know there's a lot of moms are listening to our podcast and so we we know that it's hard to get away and so we're grateful that you guys made the time to come out and we definitely hope to do more things like that going forward so stay tuned for that.
1: Yeah I had a uh, leading up to it I had one of the, the ladies that was going to be attending asked me if it was for could guys come and I said I guess I never thought about that. <laughs> So they could have, but that's not it necessarily the people that we were. It turned out to be a ladies' night. Right, right, <laughs> right, Which, I mean, I think was our intention, I don't think we really communicated that, but um, like I said to, to the women that were there, the, one of the biggest things that I noticed with clients that I work with is they kind of understand the diet is important. They understand getting your body moving and exercise is important for their health, but the stress management piece is just so huge and it's tough to be intentional about that for people. So we wanted to try to come in and help them with that and kind of schedule things for them. Exactly. Obviously, obviously they still have to show up, but yeah, um, we want to be able to help them in, in any way we can with that.
0: I think a lot of our listeners probably know it's important to take time to themselves and prioritize, yeah. you know, de-stressing and stuff, but actually doing it when you have kids and yeah. all the demands of life really hard so
1: yeah I mean and it's hard to it's hard to be creative sometimes to mm-hmm. like oh I want to go do this when I actually have the time yes um I know th- that's something that Emily has if you know if I were to even do everything take the kids schedule stuff and, and say okay you have this much time she'd probably be like okay now I actually got to think about what I want what right. I want to do you know? but the possibilities are so yeah this. so scheduling mm-hmm. something for people just to show up to and enjoy as was a uh, was our hope there yeah
0: so. i think it was a success that's awesome um so we are jumping into a new series this week on gut health and i think this is really interesting to a lot of people so hopefully um, you guys are finding a lot of value out of this but also if you have questions as we are talking Go to our Facebook group and comment or post or message us on Instagram or whatever, however you want to get a hold of us and let us know your questions. And we will try to answer them in future episodes on this topic. Cause I think this is real, like, people have heard a lot about it, but maybe don't know the details. And so I think this will be really good. Yeah.
1: yeah. And we were just talking before we s- started recording that somebody had already done that. So yeah. shout out to them for, <laughs> for engaging and, and wanting to know more. We, uh, unfortunately, we probably won't get that to that today. Uh, we'll get to that in the coming weeks. Yep. Uh, but we'll, yeah. If you have questions, we'll try to get them answered as, as best as we possibly can. All right. Yes. Gut health. So, um, Hippocrates, I don't know if people know who Hippocrates is, but they call him the father of modern medicine.
0: Sounds familiar. Kind of a, yeah. Uh, the so Hippocratic Oath. Hippocratic Oath is, comes
1: from Hippocrates, so that's what all... Um, medical doctors um, have to give that oath before they actually get um, can graduate and get their license and, and stuff like that so Hippocrates is famous in the medical world and he said um, that all disease starts in the gut meaning there has to be some sort of digestive problem, gastrointestinal problem or you know kind of the the slang term is the gut problem for there to be any other issue in the body, um, at least systemic or internal issue in the body so, I would have to agree with him um, just in my clinical experience. Of course, gut issues are what originally started my journey in helping people get their health back um, as it was what I struggled with in my early 20s with uh, an autoimmune um, disease of the gut, um, an inflammatory bowel condition called ulcerative colitis. Um, So I had a lot of gut issues that I had built throughout my life up into my early 20s and that's where they really kind of manifested. But it was going through the process of learning about gut health, learning about autoimmunity, learning about how the human body works and how it heals and gets better. Um, and then doing that, right? Implementing all the stuff that I was learning that got me better, that allowed me to heal, um, which is, you know, originally what gave me the passion to, to help other people through a similar process. So, yeah.
0: so this is a topic that's near and dear to your heart. It,
1: very much so. Very much so. So before we get into um, kind of the, all things gut, you know, in these next couple of weeks, I think it's important to just really define what we mean. Um, when I say gut, what I'm talking about is um, really the, the gastrointestinal tract. So every, every sort of organ or gland in the body that has something to do um, with your body's ability to digest food, to assimilate food, meaning take food in its, in its nutrient form and take those in so those nutrients can be used by the body, um, for the different functions that nutrients are used for, um, and then elimination. Um, so that's kind of the whole, uh, digestive process. So all the organs that go into that are really what, what we mean when we say, um, gut today, we're just going to talk about what all of those organs are and kind of a little bit about their function. Um, and then, like I said, in the future, we'll get into, there's literally a fly (laughs) that is all over me and, um, (laughs) Paige is probably just (laughs) laughing at me for waving away. (laughs) Um, the major problems that I see with the digestive tract and, of course, um, always ending with the hope of what we can actually do to, mm-hmm. to help people with it. And that's where we'll get at least the question that we do have um, about probiotics. We'll mm-hmm. get to answering that when we get there um, because I uh, just kind of a preframe to that, that they are important to helping people get um, their gut health back. So, all right, gut, whole in- gastrointestinal tract. Um, this would include things like the esophagus. Um, mm. It would include things like the stomach. Um, the small intestine, really the large intestine, are the kind of the major um, organs that I would say um, have to do with the gastrointestinal tract or what we mean when we say gut. Now, we did a uh, previous episode on the gut um, when we were in our inflammation series. And yes. I went through kind of the whole process of digestion. But I think it's important enough to, to do again. Um, so just kind of walking people through what happens and what starts digestion. So something that a lot of people probably don't know is digestion actually starts before we ever even put anything in our mouth. It starts when we actually see, um, the food that we're about to eat. Crazy. It's very crazy. (laughs) So what happens when we see something that we, our mind says, okay, I'm about to eat this is saliva production starts and saliva has a bunch of things in it. Um, most importantly, something called enzymes, and these enzymes help to break down our food or, or digest our food. So really, when you think digestion, that's what's happening, is our food is being broken down um, to get to the nutrient level, um, and our body's taking in those nutrients to use them, and then anything that's not nutritious, that's part of the food, um, it gets eliminated. Um, which That's if digestion is working properly. If it's healthy, then that's what's supposed to happen. Um, so yeah, so when you're seeing a food, saliva starts to happen. And then the next thing, of course, is when you put food in your, in your mouth, um, you shouldn't just swallow that food. Um, you should chew it up, right? One of the major purposes of teeth is to, to chew our food well. Um, and we've talked about in plenty of other episodes the struggle that most people have with chewing our food. Um, I reference my kids a lot this <laughs> particular topic um, because they, they just want to put in a big bite and then swallow, swallow it yeah. immediately. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're, they're trying to be trained right now to actually <laughs> chew properly. Um, and then if you, if you've noticed, you probably don't notice, but if you chew your food well, what's also happening is more saliva is being produced. Mm. So the chewing of the food is breaking down the food. Um, and then saliva is also with those enz- the enzymatic activity is further breaking down the food. Um, I noticed this um, really well the other day when I put a piece of gum in my mouth I haven't chewed gum for probably at least 10 years. Um What
0: what made you chew gum then for the break uh, your cycle? Somebody
1: had it. I think <laughs> it, I think uh one of the grandparents had given it to my daughter or my daughter right now is just love my daughter's 8 years old and she loves to buy things. Um <laughs> maybe makes sense to our listeners.
0: Sure. But
1: and then, sh- you know, so we'll go to like natural grocers or something mm-hmm. and they'll have gum with xylitol or, yeah, or something yeah. in it. and she, she wants to buy something that's yeah. less than a dollar. Sure, So, makes sense. so she was, she was y- chewing the gum and I was like, I typically, when some people offer me gum, I'm like, no, I don't, cause let me get into that. Why I don't chew gum is because these enzymes that I'm talking about, we only have so much of them. Our bodies are always trying to re- reproduce them, but we just have this reserve of enzymes that are necessary to break down our food. And if you're chewing gum all the time, your body thinks you're eating food, so the body's producing these enzymes. And
0: kind of like wasting wasting. the store that it had for the day. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely.
1: So... So, I don't typically chew gums, but I did, and I noticed I was like, man, I cannot believe how much saliva is in my (laughs) mouth right now from chewing this gum. That's so interesting. Yeah, so then it was just the reminder of, oh, yeah, this is why it's important to chew. It's why it's important to chew food. So, yeah, so you're chewing this food. Again, the whole purpose of it is to break it down further and further. Um, So then you swallow that food, it's going through your esophagus, and then it eventually gets to your stomach, which is the organ after the esophagus. Um, and then when it gets to the stomach, the stomach has, most importantly, stomach acid, um, what's called hydrochloric acid. And it's very acidic And that um, acid is there for a number of different purposes, but it's just, again, further breaks down the food. Um, it turns it into something, the proper definition of it is, is called, or the proper term for it is called chyme. Um, you're supposed to almost liquefy whatever it is that you're actually chewing um, or whatever it is put, that's put into your mouth. Um, before it goes into the next stages of digestion, which would be your small intestine, and, and your, then your eventually your large intestine before it gets eliminated. Um, so the stomach has this purpose of breaking the food down, almost liquefying it, but then the stomach acid also triggers other things to happen. So it triggers, we just mentioned enzymes, so there's something um, specific with enzymes called digestive enzymes that get released by your pancreas, and they, there's some that digest protein. There's some that digest, digest carbohydrates. Um, those get released into um, the digestive tract so that you can further break down your food. So it's getting down to, again, the nutrient level. Um, when it doesn't get down to the nutrient level, that's what can cause a lot of the problems that we'll talk about in our next, um, in our following, our future shows.
0: So when food is not broken down to the fullest. Yep. Okay. Yep.
1: yep. So um, just to get into that a little bit, our immune system is kind of our protector right so it's always looking out to see if something's trying to get inside of us and kill us or cause us harm so when a food is not properly broken down the body knows when it how it should be broken down so um, think amino acid which is a protein that's broken down to its smallest form our body can do fine with amino acids it knows it's supposed to get to amino acid level and it won't do anything but if it doesn't and it stays as a bigger protein then now the body can start to think it's foreign and, and create some problems here, which is Im- inflammation and mm. um, further immune reactions to it. So that's one of the things that can actually happen. So th- this whole th- process of digestion that I'm going through is to really try to prevent those things, really to get it th- to keep the immune system from having to do a job that it's not supposed to be doing because all you're doing is eating eating food, right? Right. So we get to this stomach. Um, acids breaking it down it's releasing digestive enzymes the other thing that it does is it triggers the gallbladder to release something called bile and the bile is primarily for fats to be broken down it just gets the fat into a different form um so that the, again the body can can take use in nutri- yeah use mm-hmm. it take in nutrients from it um so the pancreas releases these enzymes to digest proteins and carbs the fa- the gallbladder releases this bile to break down fat so really anything that we take in if the process is working well should get to your small intestine fully broken down and then the small intestines major role is to take in take the nutrients out of it um, so if you get there in its right form the nu- the small intestines amazing at taking in nutrients that it should and then passing everything else on to the large intestine and then the large intestine is really where stool forms so that we can eliminate anything that the body that the body doesn't need so when you actually think about it it's it's incredible the process that, that happens, Definitely. You know? and you know, we're not, when we chew a food, we're not like saying, Hey, okay, stomach, start producing acid, pancreas, start producing enzymes. Right. Or we'll this is better. a
0: carbohydrate. So produce those yeah. enzymes. And yeah, we don't like push a yeah. button somewhere
1: <laughs> on our body to say, okay, that was a carbohydrate. So mm-hmm. produce that. The body's just innately doing this because it understands exactly what to do. Um, right thing at the right time, you know, like we so always cool. say, very cool. So that's kind of the the process that that happens goes from the mouth through the esophagus to the stomach other organs like pancreas and gallbladder are involved there and then it gets to your small intestine um, where it's taking in nutrients and then passes on to the large intestine um, where the stool is formed and then, then eliminated. So when we think about um, what sort of problems can start to happen um, if any at any point things aren't going well or if they break down then then that's when you're gonna have lots of lots of problems and the important thing about the, the GI tract, and this is where back to the Hippocrates thing is all all disease starts with the gut is the gut has this connection with with so many other things in the body there's and similar to hormones where there's these axes right so the the HPA axes HPT axes there's also these axes between the gut and the brain there's the axes between the gut and the skin um, there's um, gut in the liver. There's all these axes that work in the body that are intimately connected. So if a problem starts to happen at anywhere in the gut, um, a problem potentially is going to happen in the brain. If a problem happens in the gut, it's, a problem is going to happen in the skin. problem happens in the gut, problems problem is going to happen with your detox system. So it's just kind of where... So that's um,
0: why he said all problems start in the yeah, gut. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah,
1: and of course, like we talk about all the time, it's vicious cycles, right? So if there's a gut problem and that leads to a thyroid problem, then a thyroid problem leads to further gut problems, right? So just to give an example of that, you need thyroid hormone to produce stomach acid. So if you don't have enough stomach acid and that creates a gut problem, that could eventually lead to a thyroid problem. And then the thyroid problem leads to you not being able to produce stomach acid. So now you further your, your gut problem. Right, so w- I always hate talking about these vicious <laughs> cycles. <because laughs> they sound again, so depressing. <laughs> they sound depressing. Yeah. But I think it's important for people to to understand that, you know, we we talk a lot about um, just how the the functional health model being so different than the the medical model. Um, this is why, unfortunately, the medical model um, fails in so many ways because it it is so complex. Right, it is so difficult to to figure these things out. And when you're, sim- like you're um, symptom-based and, and not even necessarily systems-based, meaning mm. like what's going on with your entire endocrine system or what's going on with your tire- entire digestive system, with your cardiovascular system, and it's just, hey, what's the symptom? And let's try to figure out how to minimize that symptom or mitigate it. Um, then you are just allowing what, so that whatever the, the problem is, that is producing the symptom if you're just covering up the symptom that comes from that, then you're allowing all these other problems to continue mm-hmm. right because you'd never actually fix the the problem um, but that problem is not necessarily um easy to to correct right Yeah. depending on how long and the other thing that's a that's amazing about the body um just its normal function is amazing, but just its resiliency or um ability to I mean, you can eat McDonald's, you know, all the way through you're 20 years old, like I did. Yeah. And you never know anything's really wrong. Right. Until you're 23, you know, yeah. and then it's a full blown, full blown autoimmune issue. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. some people go much longer than that. Right. And the only sign is maybe they're overweight. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just crazy how the body always tries to adapt, tries to figure out, okay, if you're not putting me in the right environment, um, um, there's going to be symptoms, but then you probably, because you've learned from the medical model, you're just going to cover up those symptoms, mask them. So I'm going to keep trying to warn you that things are not going well. Um, so hopefully you get to the point where you're not just trying to cover cover them up anymore. You're going to put me into a better environment so that I can get back to the healing and functioning the way I'm supposed to. That's The body is is. I guess you could say it's gracious to us, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. It gives us a lot of chances, um, allows us to kind of hold on doing the wrong things mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah. But it, there's a, there's an expiration date to that. There's right. A time limit to how long you can do those sort of things.
0: It would almost be, sometimes I wish I'm like a, you know, a tough, like I like people to tell me how it is, tough yeah. love, like that kind of thing. Sometimes I wish I would feel yeah. bad after eating, pizza or something like that but like i don't know maybe things are just adapting well or i'm gonna feel it and not that i do that all the time but occasionally you know and if i felt bad instantly maybe i wouldn't do it as often right (laughs) and like kids too you know like if sugar and all those things like had a bad react like a noticeable bad reaction to Mm -hmm. it made them feel bad but they just they don't notice and they keep doing it
1: right yeah I agree if it was more immediate I think people would probably do do less of it but right but you're right it's gracious yeah yes yes it's well again it's if you think just to simplify the body is trying to keep you surviving Mm -hmm. you know so even if you're not surviving if even if you're not thriving the body's still gonna do its best to try to keep you alive Mm -hmm. um I think if it was more immediate, then we would probably make choices that a would allow us to thrive a lot sooner. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the way that the that's the way that the body is, and it's um, again, it's a, there's an expiration date to it. There's there's only so long that you can actually do it, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's not an exact science for us to say, hey, you can only do that for 10 years exactly, and then at 10 years, you know, things go bad. Or it's uh it's person to person, and it's just yeah. It's, uh, I don't want to say completely random because there's things that for sure are leading to it that can be measured and they're uh, objective, but we don't always know what they are, but it reminds me so that, um, in the last two days, I've heard three different stories of either people that I know or people that I know know, um, who have died, um, either with a heart attack or some sort of diabetes related issue Mm. and a heart attack is pretty pretty much always diabetic related. Mm, Okay. Um. And that's a, that's a bit, pretty much a choice. I mean, that's a lifestyle thing, right? Yeah. Um, The longer you make the wrong choices, the worse the body gets and it ends up to that point. And then, yeah, I mean. and People don't
0: really want to hear that. No. About heart attacks and, you know, type two diabetes. They don't really want to, I don't know, I'm very much generalizing the population, but they don't want to hear that their choices put them in that position a lot of times.
1: Right. Right, and I think, unfortunately, the way that our society's become, it's people don't want to even talk about, you know, that that that's a bad thing because mm-hmm. you know everybody's about feelings right now. Right. Unfortunately, but yeah, I mean, the one guy that I know is he's I think at the most forty-five years old, and the other one was a a mom oh. um, with young kids, and then the other guy pr- maybe was in his thirties. So. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's so sad. Yep.
1: Yep. And it's again, it's not a, uh, it's not some extreme rare genetic disorder mm-hmm. or something somebody has it's it is lifestyle based that the functional health model can definitely help you with a lot
0: right so because they probably were having symptoms and symptoms that they were just ignoring for a while like leading yeah. up to it. Yep. it didn't just come out of nowhere absolutely yeah
1: well i think that's all i got okay or kind of what it is yeah and We'll get into some, mo- some deeper stuff next time.
0: Sounds good. All right. Mm. Yes. And like I said, if you guys have any questions, we know this is probably a hot topic. So let us know. We'd be happy to address those in future episodes. Be sure to share this with someone. We really hope that this is encouraging to people and can, you know, inspire change. We will talk to you next time.